Welcome back to today's episode of Deeper Life. Listen and be blessed. Father, we worship you, we praise you, we adore you. We magnify you, we glorify you. Uh, we lift up our voices to you. We thank you for where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Your word says he whom the sun sets free shall be free indeed. Lord, we thank you for this great honor and privilege that we have as your children that we can bow before your throne knowing that you are in control of our lives. Lord, we thank you that you make a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you that you're the God who Lord meets us at the point of our need. You even know our needs even before we ask them. Father, you know the cry in our heart, the longing of our soul, the deep things in our heart. You know everything, Lord. Everything is laid bare before your presence. We thank you because of who you are. We can walk in victory because of who you are. We can walk as an overcomer. We thank you today that you give us the privilege to walk with you, to know you, to understand you. Father, I pray even this evening as we look into your word that you would speak into our lives, that you would open our eyes to the wondrous things out of your word. Speak into our lives, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, and uh, uh, just want you to uh, capture something very important about the heart uh, of Paul. Um, Paul established the church in Corinth. Um, and uh, uh, Corinth, many of us know, was a port city, a city where there was a lot of trading in those days. And there, it was a city where uh, many people from many different parts came to trade. And uh, uh, it was also a very sinful city. Um, uh, the stronghold of the city was, um, uh, you know, Astrid, the goddess of fertility, um, which was the stronghold in the city. And uh, uh, there were a lot of temple prostitutes and so there's all kinds of things going on. And in this city, Paul, uh, you know, established the church and he writes to the church in Corinth here. And um, as he begins to write here um, in chapter two, he starts like this. He says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, uh, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. He says, I did not come with excellence of speech or with wisdom declaring to you the testimony, the mystery of God. Um, it's interesting to see a man, um, uh, well-educated, um, uh, who knew the law, studied under Gamaliel, 
uh, you know, who, who was um, by, by nature very intelligent, uh, writing to the church about how he came to minister to the church. Uh, for many of us who are God's children, who, uh, you know, some of us are serving God, some of us are, are, are people that we are carrying the word of God, anointed by God, uh, and in, in many uh, different capacities, you know, God has given us the privilege to, to share the gospel with other people. It's very important for us to understand that we are living in a time um, where, uh, you know, um, uh, where knowledge is increasing and uh, many times we're trying to appeal to the minds of people and try to convince them uh, about the gospel. We're trying to convince them about the things of God. Uh, but uh, tonight I just wanted to capture the heart of Paul um, who uh, understands something very, very deeply in his heart about ministry. One of the things about understanding the, the, the things of God is that uh, the kingdom of God is beyond words. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20, um, Paul writes, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You know, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. There is something beyond words when it comes to the kingdom of God. There is something beyond reaching to the minds of people and trying to uh, make them understand with their mind. All of us need to understand that our mind is limited. Our ability to understand is limited. Um, but we are people who have the privilege of experiencing God. You know, God is, you know, when, when God revealed himself, he not only wanted us to see him for who he is, but he also wanted us to experience him for who he is. Christian life is an experience. God always does something way beyond what we can think or imagine. In Isaiah 55, from verse 8, he says, Your ways, they're not my ways. Your thoughts, they're not my thoughts. As far as the heavens are high above the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts towards you. God's ways... And thoughts towards us uh, are beyond our comprehension. That is why the great privilege that we have today is that God gave us His Holy Spirit, that by His Spirit we can have a revelation. Uh, the Spirit of God reveals to us. In Timothy, when Paul write, wrote to Timothy, he told Timothy, he said, Wage a good warfare based on the prophecies concerning you. He says, remember the prophetic words spoken over your life. Remember the words that God has spoken into your life. Now, many of the, many of the times when God speaks something over our lives is way uh, beyond what is in the natural realm around us. When Isaiah the prophet prophesied about Jesus in Isaiah 61, he spoke about who Jesus will be. Uh, when the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, open the prison door, set the captive free, heal the broken heart. There was a prophetic word over the life of Jesus over 700 years before Jesus was even manifest. That's, the, that's, that's what's very important to understand about the kingdom of God is when God reveals something to you, when God begins to speak into your life, sometimes they are they are beyond relevance to our daily life. They are beyond 
where we are in our daily life. But that word is about what God wants to do in us and through us and accomplish through our lives. And it's very important that we allow ourselves to fit into that word, to fit, allow ourselves to, to allow the spirit of God to work in us so that he can bring us into the manifestation of that word over our lives. Uh, you know, here Paul writes, uh, though he's educated, he's writing like this. He says, uh, I, I did not come to you with excellence of speech, meaning I did not come to, to uh, kind of impress you with my words or with, with, the, with, the, with the language that I had or to try to uh, explain things with, with human understanding. And he says, or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Uh, not because I knew something, not because I had it, not because I carried something that I knew I could just impart to you. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He says, I, I determined not to know anything among you other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. There was something about Jesus and something about the message of the cross, the power of the cross, what, what this message of the cross carried. It carried the power to change your life. It carried the power to transform your life. It carried, carried the power to, to bring miracles, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring changes that are supernatural, way beyond our thoughts, way beyond our understandings. That's one of the important things that we understand about the things of God is that we who carry the, the gospel, we who, who are called to preach the gospel, we who, when we, when we, when we go to somebody and, and share the gospel, there is more, be, there's more that God wants to do beyond just our words. You know, the, the Spirit of God wants to touch somebody and change something in their lives that is beyond the natural, not just by words, but by his power, but by his power, because there is power when you speak the word of God. There is power. You know, when when uh, Peter and James, when they looked at the man who was lame, you know, uh, at the gates of beautiful, they saw a lame man. They saw a man who was lame for many years. They, they probably may have seen him before because he was there begging all the time for many years. Uh, they saw a man incapable of doing something, but when they saw him, they were inspired by God to say something which was beyond human reasoning. Silver and gold, I don't have, but what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus, rise up. That word, rise up. In the name of Jesus, rise up. I mean, you know, if you if you take it out of context in that place and try to think about it, in, in what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say to a man who is uh, unable to walk? What are you trying to say to a man uh, who for many, many years has been lame, who, who, who is for many years been a beggar? What are you trying to say? But you see, when God the Holy Spirit begins to fill you, when God the Holy Spirit begins to work in you, when you are a carrier of the anointing of God, when you are a carrier of the glory of God, then you begin to understand that it is not 
just the words that you speak. But when the Spirit of God begins to speak through you, that word has the power to create something out of nothing. It's the same creative word that when, when God said, let there be light. It was in a time where the world was without form and void and darkness covered the earth. The Bible says in Genesis 1, no shape, no form and no light. Chaos. In the midst of chaos, God just said one thing, let there be light. And that word, when it proceeded out of the mouth of God, that word had the power to create what he spoke. Let me tell you this evening, as you're listening to the word of God, that as a child of God, when you walk under the anointing of God, you depend on that anointing. You depend on God's Holy Spirit to bring a revelation to you, to inspire you, to speak through you, because when he begins to speak through you, then you speak out what the Lord by his spirit wants to speak. David writes in the later part of his life, just before he dies, he says, his word was on my tongue by the spirit of God. He said his word was on my tongue by the spirit of God. So he says, what I speak is a word that came on my tongue by the spirit of God. Throughout the Bible, you see that, that, you know, Jesus, he declared what he saw. He said in John, John 5, he said, I do what I see the Father do. I speak what I hear the Father speak. He says, I judge and my judgment is right because it is not I who judge, but the Lord, the, the Father who judges. My judgment is right. It's because I don't seek to do my will. It's not about me. It's not about what I want to do. It's not about what I want to speak. It's about what the Father is revealing to me. And so when I speak it out, that word has the power to do what it is sent to do, what it has been revealed to do, what the, the Father reveals to me. I speak that word and that word has the power to create. Are you with me? If you are a man of God and a woman of God, you carry such an anointing. And that's exactly what Paul is writing here. He says, he says um, I determined uh, verse 2, not to know anything among you except Jesus and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. In the natural, though you may have seen me as a man of God, though you may see me as an apostle, though you may see me as uh, uh, one who, who helps establish the church as, as some great man of God, you must understand in the natural, I came to you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. We come to a point as men and women of God, where we are no longer dependent on our ability to accomplish something. We are no longer depending on our ability to get some, to make something happen. The deception is this. Sometimes, you know, we can come to a place where we feel, oh, I walked with God for many years. I've known the, I've read the Bible so many times. I, I, I know the Lord and, you know, so, you know, I can just speak this out. It's not about what you speak. But when the Spirit of God inspires you, when he stirs you, when he begins to, to use your um, willingness to obey him, in spite of how you feel, what he felt was weakness, fear and much trembling. But he was willing to speak out 
something very powerful in the midst of them. What was it? He says, my preaching and my teaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of his spirit and of power. The demonstration of his spirit and of power. Let me tell you this evening, as a servant of God, God, when he begins to flow through you, he flows through you so that he can demonstrate his power. And for us to be able to demonstrate his power, we as God's children need to utterly depend on him when we are in the ministry. We need to come to a place in our personal life where we are totally dependent on him. Of course, there is a time when we can preach. There's a time we can teach from the word of God. We can take scriptures. We can divide scriptures and talk to them. But ministry is, is not just appealing to the minds of people, but it is impartation. Whenever God opens a door for you, it is a place where you are imparting something that has been imparted into your life. Freely you have received, freely give. There is an impartation from heaven. You get a revelation from heaven. You get a revelation by the Spirit of God. Jesus begins to reveal something very, very precious to you. And that revelation you begin to impart. That impartation brings change, brings healing, brings victory, brings power. Every time you are given an opportunity to speak the word of God, every time you are given an opportunity to share the word of God, you need to understand that you are a carrier of the glory of God. You are a carrier. It's a moment of an opportunity for God to meet his people. Every time you have an opportunity to share to somebody about the Lord, every time you have an opportunity to, 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 to speak the word of the Lord, you need to understand this as a carrier of the word of God, as a carrier of the anointing of God. You are in a moment where God can use you, flow through you and have his way among his people. So if you are sensitive to him, if you are sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do at that moment, sometimes, you know, we can be in a rhythm. We can get into a rhythm. One of the things that, uh, that, that I have personally, you know, um, uh, you know, in, in my personal life, one of the things that I have been learning and trying to push is also as a preacher, sometimes, you know, we all get used into rhythms and patterns, you know, just like a Sunday service, you know, sometimes in church, uh, you know, we are so caught, uh, are into a particular rhythm, you know, we have a time of worship, then some announcements, and then, uh, you know, some prayer, and then, you know, some preaching, and then praying, and sometimes we, we get into a pattern, even though sometimes God may not be may not want that every Sunday. But sometimes we are so stuck in that pattern. And for us as preachers, sometimes, you know, even in our ministry, we get stuck into patterns. I know for, there was a time, uh, you know, some years ago, God began to deal with my heart because one of the graces over my life, the giftings over my life is, for me personally, I know that when I give an altar call, people get saved. Then I also know 
that if I call people to come up to the altar, people come up. And I know that when I lay my hands on them, you know, sometimes people get slain under the power of God or something happens. Now you know that. But I began to realize that God wanted more of me to the point that probably sometime he wanted to touch people where they are in the meeting. I am used to calling them up in the front. But maybe there is a Sunday morning that he doesn't want it to be that way. He wants to do something in another way. And so sometimes, you know, um, you, 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 you rather keep to the rhythm because you know it's, that's who you are. And, 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 the, and, and, the, and, the, and the phrase that we can come under is, this is who I am and this is what my ministry is all about. But our ministry and our, our rhythm need not be the same because God is a God of variety. He wants to do things in his own way. There are meetings where he wants to move in a, in a particular way. There are meetings where he wants to heal people in a particular way. Then I began to realize that I, as I began to allow him in that area where I would, you know, when, when that meeting came, when that point came for me to call people up or, 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 or bring them into something, I began to press into the Lord and say, Lord, what is it you want this morning? What is it you want, want now? And, and, you know, I began to see that God began to do things in unique ways, sometimes like the old rhythm, but sometimes in a new way. There was a meeting, I remember, um, in North India, uh, that I called people for prayer. And then, even before I pray, the Lord said to me, call people who are healed. Now, in my head, I'm saying to myself, yes, yes, Lord. Okay, so there is going to be healing in this meeting. That means God is going to heal people. So I need to pray for healing. That's my mind. But in my heart, I can hear the Lord say, call people who are healed. Now, I have not prayed for healing yet. I hear it again from God. Call people who are healed. So the second time when I hear it, now I, I, I need to just obey the voice of God. So I'm just saying to my translator, call people who are healed. Now he looks at me and said, okay, pastor, please pray now. You have not prayed yet. And then I'm saying to him, okay, I don't have to pray. Just call people who are healed. And then we see this unbelievable healing. You know, we saw somebody with leprosy get healed. We saw somebody born blind. God opened their eyes. Some, some, some amazing things God do. Now, I realized at that point that God, you know, at that point you, you, you come to that moment where you realize that you are only a carrier. You are only a, you are only a person who stands in, in the gap between God and his people and he has to be able to do whatever he wants. He needs to reach out to people however he wants. So you come to a place where you, you understand that let him be himself. Let him do what he wants. So Paul says, I came to you in weakness, fear and trembling. And my preaching and my teaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. But in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. And then he says this, which is so important for us to understand. And he says, that your faith may not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That your faith may not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. The reason I say that is because we're living in a time where people want to experience God. They want to experience God for who he is. 
they want to know him for who he is these are days that god is moving he is pouring out his spirit and we are carriers of that precious anointing that has come upon our lives because of his calling because he has appointed us because he separated us in our mother's womb because he had called us to be who we are today but what is important for us as men and women of god as people who carry the presence of god is to allow him to be himself is to allow him to be himself that he can minister about a week ago 10 days ago i was in another country and remember that night the end of the meeting we were praying and you know here i am i want to do something i want to lay hands on someone i want to do something and the lord is saying wait 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 and remember that night the power of god hit somebody we just kept our eyes closed and we were praying in the holy spirit and praying that the lord will visit that 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 place power of god hit somebody that some person that person came to me and said end of the meeting said to me pastor steven you don't know me but i i came to a meeting some time ago when you came to our island i uh, when you came to our island you were in another place you were ministering you don't know who i am but i was there in that meeting said to me that evening you know you laid your hands on me and you prayed and the person said i used to drink a lot of wine was to drink a lot um said that evening i knew god touched me i went back to my house uh, and uh, i did not want to drink wine but i still you know this this urge in my flesh to drink wine so i took this bottle of wine and i drank it and she said to me that wine tasted like poison in my mouth tasted like poison and not only that i don't know what happened to that wine normally that wine would satisfy me make me feel nice but that day that wine went straight into my kidneys or whatever you know went straight into my body it made me sick so sick i ended up in hospital you see there comes a moment where even the things that we love to do that god really doesn't want in our life they become like poison the power of god the power of god will turn even those fleshly desires that we have into things that we begin to hate and i want to tell you tonight i don't know why i'm saying this and maybe there's somebody here something you are challenged with something you're walking through some somebody somewhere you're hearing this word tonight and and you're saying god i want to be free of this i want to be free of this thing in my life i don't want to come under this thing God wants to tell you whatever your flesh is longing to do that which is not of me in your life God says I will turn it into something that you will hate that's the word of the Lord to you tonight I want to say to you prophetically tonight as you're listening to me right now that very thing that probably it's a, it's an a burst of emotions probably it's the way you speak probably it's something something that you do or some practice that you have you know god doesn't like it but somehow you feel you're stuck in it but i want to tell you in the midst of this word that you're hearing tonight god wants to touch you right now and he wants to make that very thing that your flesh longs as a poison to you that you will not want it anymore that will be broken out of your life 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Broken, 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 broken over your life in the mighty name of Jesus so that you can be the person that God wants you to be. Paul was so dependent on the Holy Spirit. Of course, there are times he preached. Of course, there are times he taught the scriptures. There are times he advised. There are times the kingdom of God. One of the things about God we must understand. I have been telling it lately a lot. You know, when we come to God, many times we want him to heal us. Physically, mentally, emotionally, which is good. And we want him to bless us. Which is also good. But how many times are we willing to allow him to instruct us, correct us, speak into our lives, come into areas in our lives that we don't want to share with him, come into areas in our lives that are hidden. A loving father will correct his child, instruct his child, help his child, encourage his child, build his child, heal his child, deliver his child, you know, will bless his child, will do everything. A loving father will do everything for his child. That's who our father is. Sometimes when we come to God, you know, we want to shut him off in some areas because we are saying, God, you know, these are things, no, I don't want you to tell me what, no, I don't want you to come into these areas. But bless me, heal me, do this for me, do that for me. But these areas in my personal life don't come there. No, my friend, God wants to come into every single area of our lives. A loving father will have access. And I want to tell you something. If you allow him to have access into every area of your life, he's not going to make you guilty and shameful. That's not his purpose. God will he'll instruct you and correct you. And he'll expose the hidden things that the enemy is trying to hide behind in our lives. And he would take it off. He set us free. Forgiveness. Repentance. Redeem us. Sanctify us. Make us holy. He's coming for a holy bride. He'll, 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 he'll clean up areas in our life that needs to be cleaned up. So that one day when he comes, we are ready to meet our maker. Paul says to the church at Corinth, that your faith may not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Every time Paul came, he wanted to impart a spiritual gift. He wanted to impart something to the church. And I tell you, unless you have something, you cannot give something. And if you need to have something, you need to be that person. You and I need to be that person that will wait upon the Lord. And allow the Lord to be himself in us. Allow him to come into areas. I began to ask him more and more in my own personal life. Come into every area, Lord. There's anything in my life that, that, that Lord needs to be corrected. Correct me. There's something that you need to speak to me. Speak to me. There are things that I need to change. Change me. Am I perfect? No. But I'm growing. Every day I tell the Lord, Lord, I want to grow in you. The blood of Jesus, my friend. Every day we need to ask the Lord to wash us with his blood. Allow his blood to come upon us. The blood of Jesus, Leviticus 17, 11 says, life is in the blood. When the blood of Jesus comes upon us, 
It's not just blood. It's his life that comes upon us. Only if that life comes upon us, can this life, the my life, can leave me and go. And that life is the life that will take me to eternity. When his blood comes upon me, his life comes upon me. Paul writes, put on the Lord Jesus Christ that you may make no provision for the flesh. So tonight I want to just encourage you. Encourage you. Come to that place. Press into the presence of God where he can be himself. Understand you are a carrier of the glory of God. Understand that every time you're standing to minister, it is a moment for God to do something for his people. It's a moment for God to visit his people. It's a moment for God to reach out to his people. And our limitation will become the limitation of God. If we limit God, then you know we limit him from reaching out to people. But the greater and the more bigger we open our hearts, sometimes it's not comfortable. But you know, if we are willing to step out of our comfort zone, out of all the, the things we have been brought up in and come to that place in our lives that we, we can be like a clay, a soft clay in the master's hands, then he can do whatever he wants in our lives. Would you close your eyes for one moment as we pray tonight? Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. One of the most important things in our life, let me say it one more time, one of the most important things in our lives is to understand who we are as a child of God. Who we are. What is God's calling upon my life? It's very important to know that. If we don't understand God's calling in our life, we will end up in another place. We will become something else. But if we understand who we are, why God has called us? Why? If we understand why God has called us, then you know, we become like a little child before him. That we say to him, even after many years of walking with him, you will still say to him, Lord, have your way in me. 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 We'll still become like a little child that will say to him, Lord, use me. Use me. Lord, change me. Change me. Change me. The word change means growth. When we are willing to change, we grow. We grow. He makes us what he wants us to be. And let me tell you something. When we become that, we will be an effective tool. We will be an effective weapon in the hands of a mighty God. You will be the light of the world and a salt to this world. God will keep you as the light and salt. Wherever you go, darkness will flee. Wherever God takes you, you bring a taste. A taste. A different taste. Because you're the salt. Whenever you step into a place, the taste 
of that place will change not because of you but because of what you carry you carry this awesome great glorious miracle working god who can bring the change in that very place that he takes you you will begin to step into nations where god can bring changes he will begin to take take you into churches into ministries into 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 places that are weak and dying and and struggling and and you know he'll he'll bring you into families he'll bring you into broken marriages he'll bring you into all kinds of places and when you come the taste will change what is once weak will begin to become strong once what is broken will get mended once what is impossible will become possible jesus when he came to mary and martha even though lazarus was dead for four days he was the light he was the saw he said to he said i am the resurrection and the life he said i am i am i am let me tell you he is still the resurrection and the life he will resurrect what is weak empty tired and wearing out doesn't matter why the situation is where it is doesn't matter how people came to the place where they are but you as a carrier god can use you to resurrect that which is dying to bring back to life that which is dead to bring a miracle healing deliverance victory into the lives of people who are lost broken sick just because you are willing to be that vessel father i pray for every person bowed in your presence tonight that the mighty hand of god will rest upon them paul depended on the manifestation of the holy spirit and of power when he ministered may we be dependent on the spirit of god may we never ever go by self confidence but because we know you will come you will have your way among people you will do what you want us to be father after all we are just servants of the most high god after all we are just carriers lord of the glory of god so i speak your blessing over each one tonight a mighty hand of god come upon them in the name of jesus father i pray that tonight your anointing will come fresh anointing from heaven will come upon your children even now as they pray and as their eyes are closed and they're looking to you we pray that lord you would fill them with new power new power holy ghost power come upon them that they will rise up to be the men and women that you have called them to be lord sometimes bring us to places that we don't even need to speak just just that we just stand there like jehoshaphat just stand there and see the salvation of god all scripture is given for doctrine just then sometimes it's all about one shout and the walls of jericho come crumbling down sometimes he's just speaking that one word from heaven one word one word sometimes 
It's like Peter preaching in Cornelius' house. And as he was preaching, suddenly the Holy Ghost fell upon the people. I pray, O oh God, we will enter into that time where we will see a manifestation of the glory and the power of God in every place that you take us. Speak your blessing over each one tonight. Thank you that you're a God of miracles. For those who need healing, victory, Lord, who need a miracle tonight, I speak healing and miracles in the name of Jesus. May our darkness be turned into light. May, Lord, every gloominess leave people. Clarity and victory come over their lives. Pray that, Lord, your precious anointing will fill every person tonight. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.